Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, the sports animals in the morning on ESPN Honolulu. All right, here we go on this uh, hump day Wednesday with the animals. This is ESPN Honolulu, uh, the show of stars, because Ryan Rapp will be on with us uh, later on this hour, and Coach Laura Beeman next hour here on ESPN Honolulu. <laughs> Honolulu. Hey, things you need to know as you head out. Bye, Bobby. Things you need to. Bobby Kern was leaving the studio. Things you need to know as we head on in, we're, we're just a couple of days away from Rainbow Warrior Baseball. Yeah, the excitement builds, and I've said this often. I mean, baseball might not be my number one sport, but there's something about opening night in baseball, especially here at the West Murakami Stadium Complex, where the atmosphere is fantastic. The crowds are great, so really looking forward to a big weekend against a big opponent. In all yeah, and, uh, I see in the Honolulu Star Advertiser, our uh, opening day starter will be Harrison Borden, Bordendorf. Way to go. <laughs> You like we've had nothing that, but you? great. We've had nothing. I love saying Harry. We've got you know we've had a lot of great Harrys uh, in Rainbow baseball history. As we move on, it's game day eve for the Rainbow Warrior basketball teams. Yeah, they both play Cal Poly now. On the men's side, Cal Poly is the last place team. They are winless in the Big West. You can't overlook them, and I'm sure that's something they're reminded of. On the women's side, and we'll talk to Coach Beeman about it. Cal Poly is a lot better probably can beat the men's team. I know that's awful. They're only a game out of first place. Hawaii, Irvine are tied for first. Three teams are a game and back, including Cal Poly and Santa Barbara. They're two opponents this weekend. So tomorrow night is a very, very big night at the Stan Sheriff Center. Of course, Saturday, the Beeman's Big Bash, even bigger. And we've got uh, great news for former Rainbow Wahine Amy Atwell. Yeah, I saw this last night that she had been offered a free agent tryout and been invited to the Phoenix Mercury's WNBA training camp, which I imagine will probably start in early May. They usually start around Memorial Day, the WNBA. But she's been doing pretty well when I see her numbers every now and then in Australia. Great to see that the WNBA is seeing, is seeing that maybe she has the WNBA talent to play in their league. Yeah, and I mean, she was a, she she had a cup of coffee. Did she actually play in regular season games before? She yeah, did, with yeah. the LA Sparks, um, she started, I think, an exhibition game or maybe the first game of the season. Her minutes went down little by little. But yeah, she played probably about 15, 20 games for them, I would say. Very good. All right, a couple of minutes after 7 o'clock. Today it's going to be partly cloudy. Uh, winds are out of the southwest at 5 to 15 miles an hour. High in the lower 80s, low in the upper 60s. And uh, tomorrow, we actually uh, it's forecasted to have a little bit of rain, so uh, get ready for that. Adjust your uh, drive times accordingly. All right, Rainbow Wahine uh, basketball coming up, as we mentioned, Cal Poly Thursday. We've got four tickets to give away, and we'll do that. Uh, we'll do that next hour. This hour, we'll give away tickets to Rainbow Baseball. So keep listening for that. Okay, now. Uh, 
Thursday at the Stan Sheriff Center. I know everyone's trying to get at the last count yesterday. We had about 3,000 tickets sold for the uh, Beeman's Big Bash. Uh, we want to get up to uh, basically, let's go for 10,000. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I think the record under Beeman as far as attendance was, I don't have it in front of me anymore, 4,341, something in like there, that. Yes. So let's aim for like 4,500. So yeah. we still got a ways to go. I don't know when uh, how the walk-up is for the court sports. I know walk-up for football used to be huge at Aloha Stadium, right? Yeah. You see a yeah. bunch of people just standing in line uh, at the ticket office while you were tailgating. So um, I, I don't know what it's like for the court sports, so I don't know what to expect. For example, is the average walk-up 200 people? I don't know. Um, so we need to get ticket sales up for Saturday, but let's not forget about Thursday in Cal Poly. Uh, you, you want to sweep these games at home. So Thursday is breast cancer awareness night. And, uh, you are encouraged to join the team in solidarity by wearing, and then my paper cut off. Oh no. Uh, I don't know of, what color. And pink, what color? Pink. pink. Oh, pink. thank you. Yeah. If you don't have anything pink, wash something white with red and uh, wear it to the game. <laughs> the players and staff will be wearing pink uh, socks, shoes, sweatbands, headbands, uh, warm-ups, and more. The pink Ohana Fight Together shirts will be distri- distributed to the first 200 students in attendance. Hawaii Pacific Health will be the game sponsor. They'll be handing out 200 pink sanitizer thingies and uh anyway so it's going to be a very pink night for the uh, with the rainbow wahine uh tomorrow night and there's only four home games left for the women uh goes by really fast and hopefully we're seeing a three-peat of big west champion uh, we just mentioned a minute or two ago about the standings, how bunched up they are. But this team has been playing better and better. They seem to be peaking at the right time. And I, I'm not going to ask Laura Beeman again about Brooklyn Rewards. She hasn't played in a while, and I think she might have been right. eight games. Uh, now, when you say, let me go back to something you said, because you're not, you can say there's a team that's playing better and better. They, they were horrible last week. They got outscored 20, 20 to. 20 to 13 and 20 to 7 in the third and fourth quarters. They did not play well in their last game. That's why this is an important game to get that back. I wouldn't call it horrible. 20 to 7? You have a three you have a you're up by 16 points, you end up losing the game. 3-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Who are you're the first at? place team. No, I I just like you to do a little homework when you come on the air. Well, That's I did all, a lot Gary. of homework, and if you did yeah, a little homework, and your homework came up to they're good, yes, and they're getting better and better. I don't like your tone. Okay, remember <laughs> this? Remember this, though, Chris. Seriously, what? they were up by ten at the first half. They played a really good first half. It wasn't a good second half, and you can say it was a horrible second. Horrible half. second half. Okay, that's good. Okay, I'll coach go there. Beeman when she comes on. She's not going to say, "Well, Gary, we're getting better and better." I don't like your look either beside your talk. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. You know, oh, happy was, Valentine's it Day. It wasn't a good second half for them. And this might sound weird to say, but they're almost entitled to that every now and then, the way I look at it. Yeah, really. They yeah. were such a good basketball team. They have played outstanding in so many key moments and games this year that if every now and then, especially on the road, if they have a little blip and it's just little ones to me, I, I again, it's going to happen every now and then because there's so much parity. Oh, there is parity in the Big West on the women's side, while well, the men's side as well. So I wasn't really, 
I was a little disappointed, but I wasn't angered or frustrated like some of the men's losses this year when they did lose to UC Davis. And UC Davis is still right. a pretty good team. They've been in the championship many of these years over the last seven or eight years in the Big West. Yeah, isn't it funny how uh, Lauren Beeman – Laura Beeman gets a pass because she's had success, right, in postseason play. And, uh, you know, some coaches get passes, some don't. For example, uh, I was at uh, Call the Coach for a little while last night with Charlie Wade. Thank you all you guys who showed up, by the way, including you, Gary. Glad I could make it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Call the Coach last night, the Pastrami Burger, saw that at Movie Tuesday. That was pretty awesome. But, uh, oh, it was? A lot of people ordered it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, okay, so um, so Charlie Wade seems to get a pass. Doesn't need uh, it, but yeah. <laughs> well, because okay, so look at the men's basketball schedule and look at all the complaints. Look at the men's volleyball schedule and uh, uh, preseason schedule, and people don't complain that much. Now, after the first set against Stanford. There was something that had to go through your mind. Do I need to remind you of the, of the first set about it was Stanford? Well, they lost to Stanford in the first set on Wednesday last week. Right, and they looked—they were very, very rusty. They rested so everybody the, for Tusculum the week before. A lot of the starters got rest that weekend, yeah. Two of the starters got uh, uh, Hawkus and, and Galloway. Yeah. So, I mean, they, got, they, they, they started out, they looked really rusty, and you're thinking, uh-oh, was, was that schedule due to this? And they quickly rebounded and kicked their butts. Uh, and but I asked Charlie Wade last night. I said, you know, um, so who? I'm, I just didn't. I don't know. I, I haven't been paying attention. I said, who's your next match against? He said, don't make fun. Or he said something like that. It's Missouri S and T. You're gonna have fun with that. What are you laughing at? I had picture you asking about the team, and he well, he always just shuts me down. He has no patience for me. He's the only coach. Join the that club. <laughs> oh, okay, good. It's not just me. No, no. I mean, join the club. Club Charlie. A lot of people are with Charlie on that. Not, not having what? patience. A lot of people are in the club with Charlie and not having patience with you. Yeah, but Charlie shows it openly in yeah, public. That's true too. <laughs> but he gets a pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he's but but he says uh, you know these he says a lot of people haven't heard of this team, but this team is winning. You know, it's, it's not like we're playing a bunch of you know a, a bad team or anything. I think he said they beat uh, a nationally ranked team recently or something. But uh, so anyway, so that's the what's up next for them. So he gets a nobody complains about coaches um, unless you're the football coach. You go undefeated one year and lose your first two games the next year. If you're the football coach, they want you to get fired. And what yeah. I'm getting at is it's really the fans. Fans are different. Football fans and men's basketball fans seem to be the same. Now, some of those fans are bleeding over to Wahine basketball uh, because, you know, they're front runners. And you'll have a whole, and I've said this, we've, we've, both, we've discussed this how many times. You'll have a whole new set of fan uh, volleyball fans, right? I mean, volleyball fans are their own. They cheer for the opponent. They give the opponent coaches, you know, they get lays. Uh, senior night, we honor their seniors. I don't know if we still do that. I think they still do, yeah. But, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. It's real good sports. You don't have a lot of booing. Even though Keone Thim says that, you know, the fans let them know. I don't know. But, uh, um, for example, whiteout night. 
when it's whiteout night at a basketball game, you might get 50% participation. When it's whiteout night at a volleyball game, you got 80% participation. It's different. It's a different fan base. So that's why you don't hear a lot of complaining about volleyball. Now, if women's volleyball fans were like UH football fans, there would be a lot of complaining about Robin Amo. Because Robin Amo is not where Dave Shoji was. Sure. Every coach in Hawaii football is not where June Jones was. So it's always bring back June Jones, right? If volleyball fans were like that, we'd be hearing cries of bring back Dave Shoji. What's Dave Shoji doing? What does Dave Shoji think? Well, they don't do that because it's a different crowd. I basically agree, but I do remember at times when women's volleyball, maybe the last two years, had a little bit of a rough start, partly due to their schedule. They played some pretty tough teams, and there were some negative comments about Coach Robin. That you know, and maybe I, I might have read Dave besides James. what besides what you said. <laughs> I don't have. I'm not going to criticize anyway. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I think you have a great point there. I mean, also when you win, I mean, think about when Charlie first got here. Was the excitement level anywhere near where it was? I mean, men's volleyball. Uh, I, I think mean, it was. No, no, no. N- not with the attendance no, no, no. of fans and. Well, you said excitement level. Well, excitement level Ex- meaning showing how many. When fans Charlie Wade up. came back home, I think a lot of people were really happy because. We all thought that Charlie Wade would succeed Dave Shoji. Yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. And he said something. I'm not sure if he said it on the air. I saw it in his quotes the other day, and I talked to him after the show last night because he's a friend. And uh, <laughs> by, by the way, he's going to Paris, France today <laughs> to recruit. Yes, and recruit. I don't know if you're allowed to talk he about He talked about it doing. on the show last night. I was. Oh, told. he did? Yeah. Did he talk about the guy? Uh, I assume so. I asked one of the people in attendance, and they were telling me he mentioned on the air. About that. that he's going to Paris, but yeah. did he talk sure. about the guy? Okay. Uh, I don't know if we're supposed to talk about the guy. Well, he can't talk specifically about the person. He can. Yeah. He can. He can because. Uh, okay, international. Maybe. Okay, anyway, let's go back. No, to... no, 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 no. Anyway, it's. Yeah. it's, it's the, anyway, there's a guy. He was talking about. <laughs> there's a guy involved. Uh, hopefully. The, the, uh, he was talking about the attendance, and I brought up 8930 from last Friday night. And he had a comment, and he said it again last night, that nowhere in the world, not only college volleyball in this country or on any level in this country, but in the world, you don't get fans like that. And because of all the streaming services that people around the world notice, that's why he's able to go to maybe Paris, France, or wherever. A lot of people around the world are aware of the University of Hawaii uh, volleyball and what the atmosphere is like, the fans bring in that intensity and the numbers that they produce. And uh, you know, it's really something to say. That I don't think he's saying it where he's exaggerating the point. I mean, this volleyball phenomenon over the last few years, of course, winning back-to-back championships held. It's crazy. 8,900. I mean, think about that. When's the last time we had 8,000-plus fans in the Stan Sheriff Center besides Friday night? It's been a very long time. It's probably men's volleyball in a Big West championship match in recent years. So what he's done is fantastic. And getting back to the coach is getting a pass. I, I mean, he definitely deserves a pass after what he's done. Fourth consecutive championship matches, winning back-to-back in the middle of that. I mean, you should. It's, it's Nick Saban like. It's almost better than what Nick Saban can do on the college volleyball level, as far as winning championships back to back and going to the championship four years in a row. Give me that look. You give me two, two looks today. Nick Saban's <laughs> won seven national championships. But has he gone to back? Has, has he won back to back? Probably. And has he gone to four championship games in a row? 
Now, if you'll look in men's volleyball history, and I know it's, you know, it's a little too much homework for you. <laughs> Get out of this. There are numerous, numerous back-to-back champions. In fact, everyone who seems to win a national championship has won back-to-back championships in men's volleyball. And you wonder why Charlie Wade has no patience with you. You're trying to downplay their championships. I'm not downplaying their championships. <laughs> I don't like it. But I'm just saying that UCLA last time was back-to-back. The Long Beach State was back-to-back. Yeah. They're all, but, for whatever reason, a lot of them are back-to-back. Now, were these teams in the national championship game four years in a row? No, they weren't. So uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's that. Hopefully going that. on five. You know what's interesting really quick? And we got a traffic update for you in a minute. Let me tell you this one story. You know what? I'm going to hold this. I got a really amazing story. If you missed our show, The Student Section, with Keone Thim and um, Louis Sakonoko, uh, Keone had a, a great, his greatest memory so far of being a Rainbow Warrior volleyball player. Now, don't go to our YouTube channel and cheat. We'll tell you that story <laughs> coming up next here on ESPN Honolulu on this Kahala Wednesday. That's right. Uh, it's every, every day is a Kahala day here at ESPN Honolulu. You can upgrade your island style with Kahala, the original Aloha shirt since 1936. Get one at one of their six stores or kahala.com. Hope you're having a great Kahala Wednesday. If you haven't heard, we're the sports animals in the morning. This is ESPN Honolulu. So uh, I was sitting down with my close personal friend, Keone Thim. And <laughs> Sorry, I had to cough. <laughs> you got choked up just hearing his name. I was, I was, I was, I've been telling folks for the last couple of days, if Keone Thim wants to get into, if he wants to be an actor or get into some kind of television or broadcasting or something like that the guy is he's got a golden ticket what a personality that kid has he is awesome anyway so uh on this show we have we do it once a month at auto source and um our guests were louis sakonoko and keone thim and cole mausolf asked him my uh, partner on the show asked him um you know what, what, what's your favorite memory so far and to, my, to our surprise, it was when they lost the national championship last year. And what he talked about is, and what Louis has noticed after being five weeks in uh, living here, is that this is a very special volleyball community we have in Hawaii. Um, it's not just the fans, but it's the whole community. The fans, I'm sorry, not just the fans at the arena. The whole community, wherever you go, they embrace the sport and they embrace you as a student athlete playing volleyball at the University of Hawaii. But Keone's best memory was when they lost. And he explained because when they came back from the trip, at the airport, they had just as many fans at the airport there to greet them as it would have been at a volleyball game. Wow. There were thousands of people at the airport cheering them on, saying, hold your heads up high, we love you, we're proud of you, and thank you. And that makes sense. Oh, everyone can cheer you on and be a front runner and show up, you know, because, oh, look, the opponent's Stanford, we're all going to show up, right? But, I mean, to go out of your way and to, to, to thousands of the people that went out of their way 
to greet these men at the airport uh, is pretty special. And, and it's something that will last with these guys forever. I thought that was a very cool story. That is. I, I didn't hear that until now. And I, I've heard these stories in other years, other sports, like teams that lose a Super Bowl, their fans will show up at the airport. To me, those are incredible fans. To know that people showed up at Honolulu, uh, Daniel Illinois Airport, Senator Daniel Illinois International Airport, after they lost a championship, I wasn't aware of that, and that just shows how great the well, fan base is here. You've got to listen to the student section. I know. You'll, you'll find these things out. Very good. I was doing homework, I guess. I didn't get it? Yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> I don't think you did. I think it went over your head. No, it's just uh, you're, you're very irritating to me. I mean, I think you would be. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's Valentine's Day. You should be, you know. You didn't get me anything. Here's 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 what here's oh, what I noticed. Oh, go ahead. You didn't get me anything for Valentine's Day. Here's here's Valentine's Day today. It's um, the National Retail Federation predicts that Americans will spend twenty six billion dollars today. Here's my problem with that. It's not Americans. It's American men. Do women buy men anything for Valentine's Day? Maybe if you're dating. Or you just got married. You buy someone, uh, some a woman buys something. I got a Valentine's Day present once. Once. After you were married? No, be, I think I was before I was married. Did you uh, hear the Tony Finau story about Valentine's Day with his wife? No, I did not. Okay, well, if you did your homework. Anyway, this is pretty funny, though. Okay, so his wife went on Instagram, I believe, yesterday, or actually on Monday, and said, I can't believe it's the 12th already, and he hasn't asked me to be his Valentine. I've got a set of his golf clubs on sale for 99 cents right now. DM me. And Tony Finau... Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and it was on TikTok, excuse me, but Tony Finau... So she it, took his golf clubs, and she's selling his golf clubs. Uh, he's thinking it's pretty much a joke. Uh, but uh, he, he didn't know anything about it until the reporter asked him, and he said, I just went along with the story. I go, yeah, yeah, I heard about it. And then I, after the interview, I'm like, what's going on here? So he went on his Instagram page and found out that she was doing it. Was this he, on TikTok or Instagram? She put her video on TikTok. Tony Finau responded on Instagram saying, I didn't know how to ask her to be my Valentine. And we were married. He didn't know that was kind of the criteria there, and he thought it was all hilarious and funny and everything like that. But I wonder if she actually sold the clothes. I have a feeling she pulled back the offer. But, I mean, do you, when you're married, do you have to ask somebody to be your valentine? I'm asking you because you're married. I, I don't know. This story's kind of going nowhere. I think it went somewhere. <laughs> so you're on your all choked up. I thought, well, Tony Fino, obviously, a pretty a much of a fan favorite here, but I thought that was pretty funny that his wife did that. And it leads to that question. Do you need to ask if you're married? And I, I'm not sure if Mrs. Hart would ask Mr. Hart to be her Valentine. Because been Move there, on. Been there, Move done on. That. been there, done that. Well, we're going to talk some UH basketball coming up in a couple of minutes. Ryan Rapp will be joining us, and they're getting ready for that Cal Poly game tomorrow. And I, I don't know what the point spread is. I'll find it out later, I guess. And I know this is a team that I believe is 0-13 in conference in Cal Poly. But we've said this. I know I have numerous times is that they still play teams pretty tough. And maybe they do go winless in conference. But you don't want to be the team that loses the game to them because anybody right now, really really anybody in the Big West, you lose to Cal Poly and that could really hurt you in the seedings or even making it to Henderson at the top eight teams, make it in that are eligible. That's a loss nobody can afford. 
And when you see these games coming up where everybody's playing each other and beating each other up, that's what makes the Cal Poly game a game that you've got to pencil in as a win. And I, I, I'm sure, again, the coaching staff is making sure that's not the case where they're looking to Santa Barbara on Saturday. They realize that Cal Poly can play them tough. Even though Hawaii beat them, I think they beat them by 10 last time. In a game, they were up by like 18 at one point. Uh, but Cal Poly chipped away at the end and still played competitively. So every game now gets even more and more important. And for the women as well, where they are tied for first place with Irvine. You know, we're no, we don't have that many games left. Seven or eight games left, I guess, a seven in conference. And uh, you you still got to qualify for the tournament. You want to see where you are. And I think in a perfect scenario, to me, you'd love to get that first round by. To me, that would almost be enough. Uh, you don't want to have to play on Wednesday, five through eight on both brackets men and women, but that just makes it your path incredibly hard to even make it to the championship. You'd have to win four games or three games in three nights to make the final and four and four to win it. Double by, I think, is almost too much, where the other teams that you're going to be playing in the semifinal, they've already played two games this week, and I think that makes them a little bit more in sync. And I remember UConn years ago on the men's side, they had to play, I think, five games in six days, and they ended up winning it all. But that, uh, yeah, very, that was, very that was a very exciting. That was very exciting. <laughs> hey, somebody got texted in in your uh, to, to your response to your question, which seemed hours ago. If you're married, it's automatic that you're already the Valentine. They say it's, it's automatic if you're married. That's what I so would there's, think. There's, there's the answer, the answer to your question. All right, we got uh, call the coach last night with Charlie Wade coming up on Monday. It's call the coach with Aran Ganat at Ruby Tuesday, six thirty p. Um, be there. Are we still going to have the pastrami burger? No. Next uh, Monday, I'm not sure what the special is. Um, I know it's um, military night. If you're a military member, you get 20% off. I know that. Hey, not bad. Let's see what the special is for next week. Military night? That place is going to be crushed. There's a military housing right across the street. Yeah, we do pretty well. That's every Monday. We do pretty well for that. In fact, last night, I guess it was a ship in town because it was very busy with some military members coming in. All right. Very good. Okay, so call the coach Monday with Ron Gannat at 6.30. We'll be right back with Ryan Rapp. Then we're going to give away some tickets to Rainbow Warrior Baseball on ESPN Honolulu. It is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We are in mid-February. I love you, Gabby. I sometimes love you as well. Sometimes. And uh, we are getting ready for the home stretch of the regular season for college basketball. March Madness right around the corner. We're going to talk UH men's basketball right now. Joining us on ESPN, Honolulu's had a fantastic season so far. Ryan Rapp joins the show. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, no, thank you guys for inviting me on the show. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we're glad you're here. We're glad the team had that incredible uh, homestand last week, the 2-0 sweep over two second-place teams at the time in UC San Diego and UC Davis. Let's talk about Thursday's win. First of all, without Jovan McClanahan, we know more sec is out. How are you guys over able to overcome that adversity and playing a really good team and able to take them to overtime and get that win? Uh, I think one of the greatest things uh, about our team is that we have that next-man mentality. And we know more and Javon mean a lot to our team, especially with uh, Javon being one of our main captains. Uh, it's always next man up. And, like, we have guys like Cody Williams that was ready to, ready to go. He had a hell of a game. Uh, he's been waiting for his opportunity, and he took full advantage of it. So um, without those guys in there, it does affect us. But uh, 
our guys were ready to go and I, we had a great effort on Thursday. I'm so glad that we're able to get a OT win like that. And even on Saturday, Ryan, you know, that's one thing I think a lot of fans were concerned or curious about. Will you be able to have that carry over the intensity, the defense, great shooting to Saturday? And, of course, in the first half, 9 of 11 shooting on three-pointers, unbelievable. Davis is a team that is really good. They've had struggles here in the past. They've got the leading scorer in the conference, Elijah Pepper. But your team did a great job against them. How were you able to kind of shut him down, even though he had 27? He shot like 8 for 25. But overall, you won that game convincingly over a pretty good Davis team. Yeah, I mean, uh, we take a lot of pride in our defense. And we know uh, Elijah Pepper is a hell of a player. Uh, we know he was going to score. Uh, but we just wanted to try and make it as hard as possible for him. And like you said, he went 8 of, tw- eight of 25, which is honestly a win for us, although he had 27 points. And a lot of credit goes to Noel Coleman. He's guarded... Uh, Two of the probably the candidates of Player of the Year in Bryce Pope on Thursday and Elijah Pepper on Saturday, and he did a hell of a job on both of them. So a lot of credit goes to him and then just our team defense and team principals in general. University of Hawaii basketball player Ryan Rapp joined the Animals on ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. I want to talk about your season so far, and I just wonder if it was ever frustrating. I know last year you were injured, weren't able to play that much. This year, I remember you started, I believe, against St. Mary's in the exhibition, but in the early part of the season, not a lot of playing time, and now you've grown into that starting role that's well-deserved. What was it like in the beginning of the season as far as not getting maybe as many minutes as you wanted? I mean, it it, it does suck when you don't get to play as much as you as you would like in the beginning. I mean, everybody wants to be able to play, but that's just not how... It's just not how it goes. You're not only allowed five plays on the court at a time. Uh, I just had to really just wait my time and just stay ready like a lot of the guys are right now and take take advantage of, my, of the opportunity when I got it. And so uh, there's no point in dwelling on not playing. You, you kind of just got to think uh, what you can do to keep on getting better. And uh, hard, work, hard work's starting to pay off a little bit. It doesn't stop now. So you got to you got to try to see the positives out of everything, and I think uh, I'm heading in the right direction and the team's heading in the right direction. So uh, I'm just happy that the team's doing so well right now, and I'm happy to be back out on the court. Yeah, you've done a great job. And if, you know, if I had a couple of words to describe your play this season, I, one word that comes into mind right away is confidence. The way you're playing on the court, both offensively and defensively, there was a two-game stretch when you got, I think, inserted into the starting lineup mid-January or so, and you had 11 rebounds in two games. You had a couple of seven-rebound games. And you're not the biggest guy out there, but I think you anticipate well some of those offensive rebounds and putbacks that you've had. But also that three-pointer in overtime against UC San Diego, the confidence is there. Do you feel yourself being more confident on the court, maybe with your increased role? Uh, For sure. Um just being out on the court gives you a lot more confidence, and I just know that the work I've put in, uh, there's no reason for for myself not to be confident when I'm out on the court. Uh, you just got to leave everything out there when you're on the on the court at all times, and uh, I'm getting more and more comfortable out there with all the guys, and we're really looking forward to uh, trying to make a late push here and uh, heading into the conference tournament. So we got two big two big games coming up on the road. Uh, two winnable games, and so uh, we got to try to get these next two. You know, I mentioned this earlier in the show, and I get your take on it, being on the team, of course, is that Santa Barbara, tough opponent on Saturday, 
tomorrow Cal Poly a winless team, but they're still a tough opponent. How do you guys make sure you don't overlook Cal Poly looking ahead to Saturday's game? I mean, Cal Poly's still a really talented team. They uh, almost just beat Long Beach uh, on the road. Uh, they basically had that game. They just they just let it get by them. Uh, regardless of them not having won a game, you can't take any team lightly in this in this conference. Uh, anybody can really beat anyone on, on any given night. So we got to make sure that the first, especially the first half, we go out there and try try put them away early. Because if you give teams like that uh, a chance, they're gonna they're gonna rally, and so we got to make sure we go out and just play the play the basketball we've been playing lately. Uh, I've really enjoyed how we've been playing the last two games, and as long as we keep doing that, I think we'll be any team in the conference. And then we got to look forward to Santa Barbara. But like you said, one game at a time. We got to make sure we take care of uh, Cal Poly tomorrow night. Hawaii wing basketball player Ryan Rapp joining the Animals on ESPN Honolulu. We'll have that broadcast tomorrow, 5 p.m. start Hawaii time, Rainbow Warrior countdown at 4 p.m. What is it like for you guys on the road? We know you're going to have practice sessions. You'll have film sessions. What else does the team get to do when you're on the road in one of these California road trips? Uh, so like you said, a lot of a lot of film sessions, uh, uh, practice, and then a lot of times because we're, we're still in the middle of school, we'll have uh, – Designated times for study hall. We got to still uh, stay on top of our, our class times and whatnot. And then uh, one of the best things is us going out for team meals. I think that's one of the greatest things is just being around your teammates, socializing with your teammates at the team team meals. Uh, we've been with each other for a long time now, uh, going back to August when we went to Japan. So our team chemistry is really good, and I really enjoy spending time with all the guys here. One last question for you. We appreciate your time. I haven't brought it up much on this show lately, but at the beginning of the season, we were alerted to uh, Hawaii men's basketball basically having a hard knocks documentary being produced this year. What is it like as a player with these cameras following you everywhere around? And have you heard anything as far as updates, as far as it's coming out? But I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this kind of like being behind the scenes with your team. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been different. Uh, I haven't really, uh, I didn't really ever think that was quite possible of happening, but uh, it was a bit funny at first having all the cameras and all that kind of stuff at practice, but you kind of get used to it and kind of just uh, zone it out while you're practicing and all that. You just got to be yourself with all the cameras around you, and uh, I think it's going to be a really good series. They do a really good job of uh, with their jobs, and we saw a little sneak peek from our Japan tour, and the video was amazing, and so I think a lot of fans were really really enjoyed and i haven't heard of any updates lately but uh, I, I think it's going to be really really good good fun to watch yeah it sounds really cool to have that coming out here well it's great to have you on the team on the show you've had a really good season so far and again the two-game winning streak from last week winning those last three out of four as you said hopefully head in the right direction it'll carry over this week thank you for joining us ryan good luck on the road and we'll see you next week back at home i appreciate it you guys have a great day all right, you two, that is Ryan Rapp, number 22, joining us on ESPN Honolulu. And maybe we can ask Aran Ganat about it next Monday for Call the Coach about that hard knocks-like type documentary. And I see these cameras at all their timeouts, and they're right oh, in really? there. But we uh, ha haven't really talked about that lately, and I don't know when it's coming out. As Ryan said, he wasn't sure, but I'm sure Aran will have more info on that. But I think that's going to be pretty cool. I love hard knocks. I know you do, and most fans do. So to see it for Hawaii basketball, I can't wait for that. Okay, uh, let's give away. Uh, we don't have basketball tickets uh, for the men to give away because they're on the road. But let's give away a pair of baseball tickets for each weekend game against Ole Miss. 
So we got uh, how many? There's four games, right? Double header on Saturday. Right. So, so one's games. a nine inning, one's a seven inning. But you got four. You know, four, we got uh, the tickets for you to, to all the games this weekend against Ole Miss. Of course, you've heard by now they won the national championship a couple of years ago. If you want those tickets, be caller number five, and they're yours at 808-296-1420. And uh, while you're dialing in here, it's time for our bulletin board brought to you by Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. Life matters. Uh, You can help raise funds for Lahaina Luna coaches who lost their homes, uh, helping send Lahaina Luna students uh, to state tournaments, maybe help to replace some sports equipment all lost in the fires. Donate to the Luna Strong Fund online at downtownathleticclubhawaii.org. We'll be right back. Congratulations, Daryl and Palolo. He got the uh, pair of basketball, baseball, I don't know. He won a bunch of tickets for a bunch of sports this weekend. Baseball tickets uh, for all the games uh, against Ole Miss. Now, keep listening. Coach Beeman's going to join us next hour, and we'll be giving away tickets to Wahine Basketball for tomorrow night against Cal Poly at the Stan Sheriff Center. And, uh, folks, you're always invited to text in at 808 808- 296-1420. And I thought we had a new text. Maybe I'm just, let me uh, let me uh, refresh the texts. All right. Uh, I was talking earlier about, um, oh, somebody said, Aloha Animals got Wahine tickets for Saturday, but not did, did not see any info on parking. Oh, whether they bought them or won the tickets. Where do you find information on University of Hawaii parking? All we can offer advice is, and I'm not sure they've changed the sign, the red sign means go and the green sign means stop. (laughs) I noticed it for the first time on Saturday. But still, I'm going to give them a little defense on this. Because but if you know how to read, it shouldn't throw you off, that's right? That's part of it. That's part of it. And but yeah. if you're seeing it from far away, as you turn off of Dole Street and you see it from far away, you can't read it. It's too far away. So you would think you would just head to the green lane. Yeah, that's, what's that's a good point. people off. That's true. That's true. But as you get closer and you see, because some of us can't see it from Dole Street, the side. Right, it's hard. Yeah, but once you get closer, like when I did it on Saturday, I'm like, okay, even though it's a green light, it's not like a stoplight where green necessarily means go automatically. So even well, though they have the word stop by the green light, it didn't confuse me. No, but see, when it, if, if, you're, if you're driving down and it's like, oh, i got to change lanes. Well, if it's crowded, it's, it, 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 it's a mess. Wait a minute. No, no, no. If you're going down, you have no choice but to go through the booth. So, no, no, no. What I'm saying is if you're, in the, you're, you're turning on Dole Street yeah. and you see a red light, and you go, okay, I'm not going in that one. I'm going in the green lane. Then you get a little closer and you go, oh, that I, now I can see it says, you know, closed. L- let me go over. Oh, I can't turn over because this guy won't let me through. It's so, probably a, a Generation Z because it's all about them with driving with no aloha. I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. I don't think you can get in the green lane where it says stop because that's the other direction's traffic. I don't even think that lane is open. Not. 
I'm not to double check on that this week. Double but I don't think, check. I don't think it's open. You'd have to be really um, slow to not realize that, you know, <laughs> where it says open is the way to go. And most people that go through that booth just keep on following the other cars okay, and you'll so, be fine. Okay, so they want to know about tickets. And there's a website to go to to get tickets. I, excuse me, parking. Now, I know you can you can go to that little uh, the little area by Clum Gym. They have a little machine. Yeah, that's for that little lot. You can pay with a credit card no, at no, the booth. that's not for the little lot. That's You can buy parking there for the... Um, for the, for the complex. Garage? For the garage? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. You, can pull, you pull off to the side, get your tickets over there. But you can't actually because you have to go through the booth to... No, it's after the booth. Oh. Yeah, how do you get how do you get through the booth without a ticket? You tell them I like one ticket. Ah, uh, come on. See, you can do your homework. Uh, but... Okay, no, this is this is, this is is a little... Conf- this, it shouldn't be this confusing for people about parking. It really is, and you, pay, you can pay with a credit card. I think for football, you can buy the right. tickets in where? advance. I, where can I pay with a credit card? Where do booth? I go? The booth. There's a sign, credit cards only, I believe it says. Or credit I cards think, accepted. I, you know what? It's not like oh, football. Where you, you have know to what? Buy them in that's advance. right. That's right. That's right. Because they'll, they'll zap it real quick. Okay. Yeah. I take that back. So there's your parking information. Don't bring <laughs> cash. Yeah. And just follow the other I forgot about that. Well, because I always had a pass. Yeah. That I would, you know, borrow from somebody to go to a game or something. But yeah, that's borrow right. from somebody. I, I lost mine. But don't tell anybody. <laughs> You're not the only one. You, you not me. Ask, you can't ask UH for new ones. That's what I heard. It's a big problem. You got to get Kurt Favella involved. I uh, don't even mention that guy. Jeez. Who Kurt Favella? Yeah. Uh, somebody texted in and said, "Congratulations, Amy." For folks who are just tuning in, what does she mean by that? Yeah, what does Amy. Mean by that, Amy Atwell has been invited to the Phoenix Mercury's uh, camp, the pre, uh, free agent camp coming up. I don't know the exact dates. I'll find out, but that was just uh, revealed last night. So great news for Amy Atwell getting a shot at the WNBA again. Okay, we've got. Uh, we'll go have more text. Top things you need to know in sports too coming up on ESPN Honolulu. Hey, listen to this. You can catch the first ever Shamanad baseball broadcast. Did he say Shamanad baseball? He certainly did. It's coming up on CBS 1500, which is now your home for Shamanad athletics. The Swads are taking on the Vulcans of Hilo coming up this Sunday from Central Oahu Regional Park. Uh, Starts about 2.45 there on CBS 1500 or the Sideline Hawaii app. We'll be right back. Here's some things you need to know heading on into work with the sports animals on ESPN Honolulu. Rainbow baseball kicks off this week. Finally, Ole Miss coming to town. I love it. College baseball's back. And remember, this Rainbow Warrior team ended last season with a nine-game home winning streak. They were playing their best baseball. Big West play down the stretch. Hopefully, it'll carry over to this weekend. Rich Hill will be joining us tomorrow morning to talk about the season preview. And a chee-hoo to that. It's game day eve for our basketball teams. Yeah, a lot going on. And for basketball men and women, always critical games with the standings being so bunched up together, both for men and women. The Wahine are tied for first with UC Irvine, but they're playing two teams this week that are right now a game in back of them in Cal Poly and Santa Barbara. Laura Beeman joining us in 30 minutes. And for the men, as Ryan Rapp told us last hour, 
This is a game you can't overlook. Cal Poly is still competitive. You mentioned how they just about beat Long Beach State two weeks ago. And uh, important games if you want to continue to rise in the standing and carry over that momentum from last week's sweep. Uh, hey, since I just mentioned that our sister station, CBS 1500, is your new home for Chaminade Athletics, I see here that the Chaminade baseball team has uh, posted its highest run total of the season yesterday. Uh, they returned to Oahu, and uh, I guess it's uh, going to be uh, 21 straight home games at home. But uh, Hawaii did roll past, and I'm using uh, our friend Kevin Hashiro's, uh, you know, his verbiage from his uh, press release. But Hawaii, uh, excuse me, Chaminade uh, does beat St. Martin's 14-5. to Silver Swords with nine hits in the game. Outstanding. Coach Chad Kunishi, way to go. Did you say a 21-game homestand all at home? Is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm, I'm a Chaminade fan. I'm glad we're going to be broadcasting their game. But we've talked about the resurgence of this program from way back when. And it's exciting time to, you know, have all these local players get these opportunities. They get to play games at Lesmar Comedy Stadium as well as Corp. And I'm looking forward to this. To have more, another baseball team on the islands is great. And I'm really happy with them. I love their logo, <laughs> among other things. And I'm really excited that they're back and had a big, nice win yesterday, as you said. Hey, this is kind of a, a cool deal. Is uh, you probably saw in Sports Center last night, Shaq Shaquille O'Neal's number thirty-two jersey uh, is being, re- and you have to say number thirty-two jersey because he's worn a couple of different numbers in his career. It is going to be the very first jersey retired by the Orlando Magic last night. And unfortunately, you know, if you're going to do something like that, yeah, like the Orlando night. Magic did schedule a bottom feeder. Don't schedule Oklahoma. Well, they didn't schedule it, but have his jersey retired on a night where you're going to win the game. They well, it was on their week. it was on their anniversary. That's why they. Did oh, it. I didn't realize that was the anniversary. That makes more sense, of course. You know, I'm glad for him. You know, I, one of the things about Shaq and there's so many great superstars in a lot of sports. When you really listen to him and hear about some of the things he does away from the court, he's one of the nicest human beings and has done a lot of great things for people he knows or people he doesn't know as far as helping them out in life. What he won't well, do though is give his sons his money. He said that I ain't leaving them nothing. They got to work for it. <laughs> The uh, <laughs> the but they live in a pretty good life, I'm sure. Uh, you know, uh, from Shaq. But I always see these little videos on these uh, Instagram reels and things where little kids are going up and hugging him. Like they'll get through the get. They'll want to. They'll want to say hi to Shaq. He'll say, "Let him through the ropes," and he'll he'll. Yep. Hug. The kids want to shake his hand, and he reaches out to hug them. He'll hug them. And then uh, take a picture with them, and then uh, hug them again, and then they're off on their way. He'll it's call so them cool. over. Yeah, that's one of the great yeah, things. Yeah, he'll call the kids over. That's yeah, right. I really right? love that. You know, he had a dream come true the other night, though, besides his jersey being retired yesterday. But on Sunday, he said his goal and hopes were to not only meet Taylor Swift, but to shake her hand and get a selfie with her. And he accomplished all of that, apparently, at the Super Bowl. Oh, Shaq was at the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, yes, he was. And I uh, got to be with Taylor Swift. I don't know if it was in the suite or wherever, but there's a picture of him with his gigantic hand on her shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like something out of a movie. Oh. So, okay. So what's cool about this is, and you probably, for folks who, who already know this, bear with me for a second. But this, he's, this is the third team to uh, retire his jersey because he's played for like six teams. Towards the end, he was playing for... I mean, he even played for the Boston Celtics, right? You know what he said recently? He did it purposely to play with Boston and Cleveland because he was chasing rings. He wanted to catch Kobe. Oh, okay. Um, but 
So he's had number 34, which was retired by the Lakers. He couldn't wear 32 because that well, magic, magic was 32. Magic, yeah. yes. Number 32 is retired by the Miami Heat. Uh, there's only two two other players. I thought three. I thought there was four total. No? No, th- there's but three. There's only two other players to have their jer- jersey retired by three clubs. Pistol Pete Maravich and Wilt Chamberlain. Now, Pistol Pete, was it because he passed away young? Because Pistol Pete wasn't maybe the greatest college basketball player of all time, or certainly in the in Mount Rushmore. But as a pro, he wasn't he wasn't a great pro, but his jersey was retired by No, I you know, I, I didn't even look at those names. I was trying to think of them last night to see if I could guess them. I would not have guessed Pete Maravich. Now, he was a big deal when he was with, I guess, the New Orleans Jazz before they moved to Utah, and I think he played with Utah. Who are the mm-hmm. other teams that retired his jersey? Don't tell me the Celtics. Okay, so uh, uh, Wilt the Stilt, his number 13, is retired by the Sixers, Golden State Warriors, and the Lakers. Maravich is 44, was retired by the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, yeah. His number 7 jersey retired... Uh, retired by the Utah Jazz, and the New Orleans Pelicans. See, he never, played for, he never played for the Pelicans, but they retired his jersey because he's LSU, right? He's from that, that, that state. But he played for the – I think it was the New Orleans Jazz. That's why the Utah Jazz have that nickname. I believe he was on the team in New Orleans. Mm. Well, the Pelicans, the Pelicans – Still, that's not it's not that it's not right, but it's not the same as Wilt doing it because of his playing for those three teams. Pete Maravich obviously never played for the Pelicans, but still, yeah. cool honor. Anyway. Short uh, list. Now, there are 11 players uh, to have their jerseys retired by two franchises. So there's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and that would be Lakers and Bucks, right? Yes, Milwaukee, yes. Uh, Clyde Drexler. Who's the other team? Boston. I mean, Houston and Portland. Oh. Uh, Dr. J. Well, the Nets and Philadelphia. That's all? Yeah, his only team he played for. for? Yeah. Uh, Elvin Hayes. Washington and Houston? I don't know. Bob Lanier. Detroit and Milwaukee. I thought he was a football player. That's Willie Lanier. Moses Malone. Well, he played for Philadelphia, Washington, but I think he was also with the spirit of St. Louis in the ABA. Earl Monroe. Nixon, Nixon Wizards now. They were the um, Bullets back then. Wow, Dikembe Mutombo. He had his jersey retired by two teams. Was he that good? No. I just remember him from the commercials. Well, Denver would be one of them. Who, who Atlanta. I guess Denver and Atlanta. I don't know. It doesn't say. But, yeah. I mean, good enough to have a retired jersey? Yeah. Wow. See, I mean, you don't want to do that too easily because it has to mean be that special. Yeah. And then you got Oscar Robertson, Nate Thurman, and Charles Barkley. Uh, to round out the list of those guys. But um, Charles Barkley, I guess, would be Suns and Sixers? Yeah, yeah, definitely for Barkley. It wasn't oh. Houston. It wasn't Houston. He didn't uh, He didn't play well with others there. Him, Scottie Pippen, butted heads. Uh, he, wasn't, uh, he wasn't as welcome there, I guess, as it turns right. out. Check my basketball knowledge. Thank you very much. Hey, folks, you can text in the show at 808-296-1420. Uh, screaming Laura Beeman is going to be just his. I wish she was a little more, uh, you know, animated because then you could call her Screaming Laura Beeman. 
It sounds like a name of a hot rock and flamethrowing DJ, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Hey, screaming Laura Beeman coming at you. <laughs> Here's the latest from Rat. <laughs> screaming Beeman's Big Bash. Say that four times fast. There you go. Screaming Beeman's Big Bash is coming up Saturday, but we got a game tomorrow we want to get into against Cal Poly. Hawaii with a disappointing fourth quarter on the road uh, last week, on uh, last Saturday. So. Uh, they've they've got uh, you know I'm sure she's got the team fired up, and they're ready to go for tomorrow night. Uh, once again, our text line 808-296-1420. Here's one uh, regarding parking. Good morning, animals. Regarding the parking lights, parking is seven dollars credit card only. That seems to be kind of a deal, seven dollars. Yeah. I, mean, I know it used to be five, but it seems like that's kind of a deal. Still really good. The way things go. Yeah. Uh Chris is correct. All right. That's how the text ends. Well, that's your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> no, it says Chris is correct. Hard to see the small parking sign from the top. If you're not familiar with the incorrect color sign, one would move to two lanes to the green light, then one needs to move to the right. It's so opposite. Uh, have a great day. Oh, Aaron and I, our friend. Hi, Aaron. Just to make things simpler for everybody, they should change it. So there's no room for a margin of Maybe error. Maybe you can't. Maybe you can't. You can't change the colors of the light bulbs? How about, okay, you know what? If if the, if the uh, <laughs> a lane is closed, if a lane is closed, just turn the light off. Yeah, I got a better idea. <laughs> How about all those young people that are working the event Three of them stand by the sign to make sure you don't drive past them and turn into the garage area. Two, at least, are sitting at the garage as you enter doing absolutely nothing. I know. Nothing at all. They're no, not... they are, no they're, they're, they're looking at their phones. Okay, okay. Well, they can look at their phones by the booth and guide cards there. Guide cards there. I Problem don't, you solved. Know, I, I think that they're there in case people say, hey, which way do I go or something? You need two people for that? You need well, two people at the entrance of the garage? It's less boring. You, have no, if you, you just, only have one choice. If, if Go you, in. If you bring a friend, I don't know. These are state workers. I know. You got one like, guy in the hole and seven guys standing around looking in the hole. I used to get a kick out of Aloha Stadium. You go after a UH football game or even going into the game, especially after. There'd be like 15 people in front of the box office as you drive by. They all have those little flashlights to let you know if you can go or stop. Now, one or two would have gotten the job done, but they've got about 15 standing together guiding you through as if you didn't know you could drive without people approaching. Yeah, and but you know what? I, here's, police. You see police doing this sometimes, too. Yeah. And if you're a police officer, this is confusing for some people. Like if it's at night and the, 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 the stoplight's out and it's nighttime and they're doing, it's a four-way stop and they're directing traffic, they have a flashlight and in their flashlight – it's, they're motioning to go forward, but you can't see it. All you see is a light mm. is a light flashing around. You can't tell if it's going forward or backward or telling you to stop or what. It's very hard. <laughs> we got a lot of parking issues. We got to take it. But I was going to kick out of multiple people working these events. Yeah, and... Liz, Liz, uh, Liz, Stacy is half our age. She's listening to this, going, "What? What is this? The AARP hour? Come on!" <laughs> Back to the text line at eight zero eight two nine six fourteen twenty. Parking doesn't take cash. Need a card. Also, how can I get a ticket to sit courtside? It's usually open. Oh, if you want to sit courtside, I guess you could call 
944 Bows and ask them. Yeah, because they sell those tickets, right? Yeah, they do now. For I mean, I would imagine for. Or do you call Kimo? Um, I'm not sure if he'd be in charge of that part. Kimo Kai? The, yeah. Doesn't that, I thought that money goes to Koa Inoue Inoue. It probably does. I don't know if he'd be one to go. Maybe he could guide you. I'm not sure. But now for women's basketball, I assume those are all season. They are season tickets on the courtside seats where you have assigned seats where the others are general admission, right? No, he wants, well, he wants courtside, courtside seats. seats. He wants so, to sit where Mike Kawazoi sits. Yeah, I would have yeah, called the box office. I don't know if they're all sold out or not. For men's basketball, I thought I heard they were sold the courtside seats. Not sure about volleyball, but volleyball has a lot of fans sitting in those courtside seats as Charlie Wade switched things around this year. Mm -hmm. But women's basketball, not sure how many are full. Okay, thank you guys for texting in 808-296-1420. UH Parking, I think there are young people working in these departments without any common sense. (laughs) Green means go, red means stop. No, it's not the young people. I don't think the young people did that. No. I don't think they're controlling the signs. (laughs) But, you know, the young people are going, oh, these stupid old people. Just read the sign. Yeah. I can kind of see that. Uh, but you've okay. got all this help anyway. Utilize them a little bit more effectively. We'll have a traffic update in just a moment. Uh, you still can dial in at 808-296-1420 or text us. Uh, here's one. It says, since I started listening back in the mid-2000s, when did we start this show? 2006, I believe, on May 31st. I was more. We haven't been on 20 years yet? It's 18. We're getting on 18, I believe. Uh, Okay, I started. It seems like 40. Yeah, it does. I started listening (laughs) back in the mid 2000s. Gary and Chris always had this love hate relationship. Oh, hi, Eddie. Uh, Yeah. Gary loves me and I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) I love to hate Chris. Uh, Daryl texted in. I was talking about a different crowd at, and, and. it comes up a lot. i got to stop talking about this. It's boring, I think, for some people. I was talking about a different crowd for volleyball uh, um, than you have for, say, men's basketball and football. And Daryl says, it's not a different crowd. Volleyball teams go to postseason and make it to the NCAA tournament. What has men's basketball done since 2016? Absolutely nothing. Timmy Chang gets a pass with me because of the Todd Graham situation. I said for a year, Iran Gannat needs to go. You guys back a mediocre program that wins a lot of games playing directional schools in lower competition. Where's the postseason with men's basketball? Thank you, Daryl. But you know what? I don't. You got to say for whatever reason, men's basketball in Hawaii. Every coach has had this similar record. Close enough. If, yeah. As far as postseason goes. How often did, you know, you could say, well, Riley Wallace was coaching, but we played in the WAC, and it was much better with Utah and all of that and, and TCU. Right, I get it. But we haven't had a ton of experience. Even Red Rocha, after a couple of, you know, three or four years, what did Red Rocha ever do? You're... You know, it, it's it, Bruce O'Neill. I mean, the, uh, Gib Arnold. I mean, he was great, but he cheated. I, well, I, I don't. He, technically, I guess you could say the staff was guilty of cheating in a way that didn't really affect their win-loss record. I don't. The think. director of ops was an extra coach that they used in practice. There were so many things that he did that were wrong. Well, they were But they were all the things that he did do wrong. I think were minor. I mean, getting somebody an iPad. I mean, the, and just, basically, they they got. Hey, you know what? In the day of NILs. 
Gib was just ahead of his time. Yeah, that's all it that's was. That's one way of looking Come at on. it, right? But you bring up a good point about the basketball team. Think about it. Riley Wallace was there, what, 28 years, whatever it was. They've all been 500 coaches. But he went to the NCAA tournament in 94, 01, and 02. That's pretty – That's. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's – and I, I love that, but that's three out of, like, 18 – maybe it was less than eight, 20 years, but still, that's only three out of 18, whatever. Nobody right. else has gone to the tournament before, during, or after except for Iran in 16. I, I don't know, pe- know that – yeah. People oh, are say it's Gibbs kids, but, I, again, I think it's even harder to win with somebody else's players. But this program hasn't had postseason success in their history right. overall. I think I mean and look I, I mean are these people that haven't seen the last two games? Aron Gannat has has the team where he wanted to get them. He wanted them to toughen up. He wanted them to go to the basket. He wanted him to you know take better shots and do not wait. It wasn't Aron's idea to go. Okay, wait till there's five seconds. Pass it around. Don't look at the rim. If you look at the rim within 15 seconds, you're going to run on the bench. Don't look at the rim. Then the last five seconds, heave up a three. You think that was Iran Gannat's uh, philosophy? Of course it wasn't. Exactly. exactly. You, you got to get the players to play, and he's got them to play the last couple of games. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it, 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 they you know they can keep it going. Yeah. Here's they- the real problem. Here's the real problem. It's just that we've forgotten about it because we've gotten used to not having very good facilities. If you caught Craig Angelis uh, being grilled by Donna Mercado, Kim, Kurt Favela, and Donovan Dela Cruz, I don't even know why Favela's at those meetings. He doesn't even know who Angelis is. Uh, are you the athletic director? Entertainment don't you get purposes? some kind of email that says, here's a meeting, <laughs> Favela. Here's who's going to be uh, guesting from the University of Hawaii. And don't make like you don't know who the athletic director is at the University of Hawaii, you dope. Ignorance is not an excuse. Well, it's anyway, so it's on um, YouTube, and I have a link. I got to go find my link. And now I forgot what I was saying because I said favela, and I got all. Well, you're talking about coaches, I think, before that. Right. So, the facilities, and we don't have. In this this meeting um, with Donna Merck, you know, these guys, these yahoos. The, uh, he talked about the facilities, and it's a reminder of the football facilities and the lack of facilities that the University of Hawaii has. I mean, Kurt Favela's in there, you know, yelling at uh, Craig Angelis because, you know, you could have built a stadium in Kapolei. He's like, I didn't work here when that decision was made, you clawed. He didn't say that, but I was He was thinking it. I was <laughs> he was thinking it, I'm sure. <laughs> But, I mean, look, we have horrible facilities. And, you know, they got to fix the dorms first. Yeah, the stories in the paper the last few weeks about that. I remember well, I've heard yeah. you tell stories about your experiences with people you know. But, wow. Well, my daughter was staying in the dorms, and that was years ago. That was before Lassner, I believe. Uh, but, anyway, uh, it was, you know, it, every time you came back from the weekend, the elevators were broken. So it's not a David Lassner problem. It's a state problem. Uh, when she moved into her dorm, uh, there was no privacy because somebody punched a huge hole in the bathroom door. I think uh, something else was out, and somebody had to come fix it. They don't charge. It's not cheap to live there, to to, to stay at the dorms. Yeah. Anyway, the the point is that you know in Hawaii, Hawaii, you want. Oh, we got to take a break. Oh my gosh, have we been going for twenty three minutes? 
Oh, my gosh. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, anyway, so um, we'll continue this coming up on ESPN Honolulu. Let's get our bulletin board in real quick. Brought to you by Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. Life matters. Families affected by disasters urgently need your support. You can help the American Red Cross by donating today at redcross.org. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. No fooling around. Keep listening. We've got Wahine basketball tickets to give away in just, oh, we'll say, oh, oh gosh, about eight minutes here on ESPN Honolulu for tomorrow night against Cal Poly. Uh, we're running a little behind schedule, but we thank her for her patience. Ladies and gentlemen, the pride of Cal State San Bernardino. Yes, it is. Laura Beeman, everybody. Hello, coach. <laughs> she hung She hung up. Yeah, she's not supposed to be on yet, Chris. <laughs> Take it away, Gary. <laughs> you know what? The whole time thing screwed me up. Oh. She's supposed to be here at like 8. 30. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> right. Save. Can you record that uh, and play back that introduction in a few minutes? Totally. <laughs> uh, I, I know football is still fresh in everybody. Losing my mind. I'm not even sleepy or anything. I'm just nuts. So what I was getting at okay. was really, I mean, I, I think the problem isn't different coaches when coaches win or lose. I mean, some coaches are fortunate enough to uh, be, you know, have great athletes, be great recruiters and things like that. So the pro- the big problem really is facilities at the University of Hawaii. And it seems sometimes that we forget that. That's the big picture problem. Okay, but the Stan Sheriff Center is not one of those places. The Stan Sheriff Center is a nice place to play. And um, how are the locker rooms? They got a new locker room. The locker rooms are nice. I've been pretty much every one of them there. They actually are really nice. I've been in the men's basketball locker room a few years ago right after it was done. It's okay. It's better than Aloha Stadium locker rooms. But yeah, I, looking at some of these other ones, go, go to – I mean, look, we don't need to be on the level of the Pac-12 or the SEC, but we're not on the level – and ask Craig Angelis. By the way, the Craig Angelis show, again, is coming up on Tuesday over uh, there at uh, Velocity, and he'll tell you the same thing. We're not even on the – as far as – uh, salaries for coaches, as far as facilities, we're towards the bottom of the Big West and the Mountain West Conference. We are. I wonder about the Big West, though, because, I mean, we've seen the uh, gyms or the little arenas, as people will call it, for basketball. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, 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 maybe I'm talking about salaries. Ba- look, we got the best arena in basketball. Yeah. But people aren't coming here to play. It's other facilities, I guess. Here's the dorm you're going to live in. You'll have to use the stairs because the, the the elevator doesn't work. The construction tape around the student lounge for the last four years. Don't expect to use that either. Our facilities are bad. Okay, and but we did get an upgrade with the weight room yesterday. They had that unveiling of the ceremony yesterday on campus. So hopefully that would help to have a new weight room or an expanded weight room at least. You know what? Compare it to what else is out there in the Mountain West Conference, and it's not close. 
Well, okay, well, Big West, I, I, I don't know much about the facilities at other Big West schools. We know about the arenas and the size and everything, but I, I would think it would stand up against Big West schools. So just for Mountain West football, probably not, but I don't, I'm not really aware of some of the other schools and what they have. You would think Boise probably has pretty Part of the problem is we don't have enough land. What are the Big West soccer teams? What are they practicing on? Oh, you mean they have a practice field? They have a field on campus? You see where I'm going? Yeah. They're working on it. It's not – the Big West isn't just basketball. Uh, anyway, uh, I tell you what. So Laura Beeman's coming up. Then we're <laughs> – I promise this time. <laughs> and then we're going to give away uh, some basketball tickets. That's coming up here on ESPN Honolulu. I did mention the Craig Angeles show. So we have uh, Call the Coach with Iran Ganat. That's coming up Monday at 6.30 at Ruby Tuesday, Moanalua. And the Craig Angeles show – that's coming up Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Uh, you can check our website. We've got the schedules there. But Tuesday, 6 o'clock at Velocity. And it's brought to you by the JN Group and HCAMP. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Hope you're having a great morning. It is going to be partly cloudy today. We've even got a little rain in some areas. Uh, winds are going to be out of the southwest 5 to 15 miles per hour. And uh, I had thought, if you're just tuning in, I had thought that Laura Beeman was going to join this last segment, and I had a really good intro. And so, not to repeat myself, but Liz, hit that intro. For tomorrow night against Cal Poly, uh, we're running a little behind schedule, but we thank her for her patience. Ladies and gentlemen, the pride of Cal State San Bernardino. Yes, it is. Laura Beeman, everybody. Hello, Coach. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it was. It was, and, and, it was actually, and it was done twice, uh, about <laughs> 10 minutes ago and just now. Very good. He was so excited about you coming on. He couldn't wait. And I, 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 I Wikipedia'd you and everything. It was very cool. <laughs> You've left me speechless. <laughs> and I have to say, of all the guests we've had on, I don't believe any of them have been coming on our show over the years and had a big bash coming up this season. But we've got Beeman's big bash coming up Saturday. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit more about what's taking place this Saturday in a big game against Santa Barbara. Uh, yeah, you know, it was a, a, a very nice gesture by our marketing department, Eric Matthews, to want to do a big bash and, and try to break the attendance record that you know we set uh, back on senior night, I think for you know Amy Atwell, uh, I think it was about 4,100 people, um, and then the overall attendance record for women's basketball, which is about 6,200. Um, and so when Eric approached me and said, "Hey, we want to do this," uh, I thought it was just a great gesture to get people in the stands to watch our kids play. You know, they're obviously playing great basketball, and they're a bunch of really, really good young ladies. You know, before we get to Saturday, let's talk about tomorrow night's game first at hand, and. Uh, speaking of crowds, though, um, we urge folks that, hey, don't forget about tomorrow night's match if you want to go. But speaking of crowds, you might the way this team is playing and the way the community is kind of following along and falling in love with the, the players, it's almost like you, maybe you don't need a big promotion to get to that record. It seems like you're going to get there anyway. I mean, the last crowd you home crowd you had uh, last week, uh, they're starting to build and build and build. So let's talk, Gary, a little bit about tomorrow night. Okay, well, because of last weekend, now you're still in a tie for first place with UC Irvine, and it's so bunched up at the top. 
but mm. Cal Poly, the opponent for tomorrow, is only a game back in the standings. There are five teams within one game of each other for first place. Talk about Cal Poly, a team you defeated 63-59 to at their place last month and the importance of tomorrow's game. Well, I think all the games moving forward are important because of what you mentioned, that there's such a, you know, large groupings at the top. You know, we have about four or five teams that are all within a half game or a game of a first and second place. And so moving forward, you know, you don't want the hiccups. Um, Cal Poly's a really, really good team. They're well coached. They play very physical. Uh, they play very hard. They play fast. And so for us to get that win on the road at their place, uh, that was a really kind of gritty game for our young women, and I was really, really proud of how they stepped up. Um, I thought we needed that game. You know, we had a big lead. We almost lost, the, you know, the, we lost the lead, um, and then we were able to, you know, regain it and, and come up with a victory on the road, which is always hard. So good, good game uh, tomorrow night. And, yeah, to your point, I would love to have people in the crowd again tomorrow night. This team is playing good basketball, and, you know, hopefully we don't need promotions to start getting more and more support. We've had so many fans in the last month either call or text us and say they've either gone to their first game ever in a while, and the reviews that they give us is not just that it was a good experience, but that it was a great experience. The product on the court, the way these ladies play, the way you coach, the success of the team. This is somebody something where, as Chris said a few minutes ago, the community is really embracing this team, and their winning ways, of course, have helped. How, have you noticed the crowds increasing and how much of a role or factor that played in the last couple of home games? I think almost 1,600 last home game. Well, yeah, we have. We, we've noticed the, the attendance is growing, you know, from Thursday to Saturdays. Um, and, and whether it's 800 people or 2,500 people, the noise in the stand sheriff is always your sixth man. And I remember, mm. you know, after that UCSD game, after an Irvine game that was, you know, we were tied for first with them, going back into the locker room and the kids going, Coach, that was amazing. You know, the noise and the chance of defense and, you know, people getting excited. It, it really is a sixth man. It really does help your momentum. Um, if the other team goes on a run, you, you know, your, your fans are – hopefully going to help you squash that run. And so there's no place in the Big West like the Stan Sheriff. And to have our fans show up the way they have, um, it's very meaningful for the kids. It's very meaningful for me, honestly. I've been here for 12 years, and to see this attendance start growing, um, it, it really is meaningful. Um, and so just we're, we're hoping that we continue to play great basketball and people enjoy what they're seeing, and the environment at the stand is great, and the game day experience is great. Coach Laura Beeman is here with the Animals on ESPN Honolulu. We're going to give away tickets uh, in just momentarily uh, for tomorrow night's game. Keep listening for that here on ESPN Honolulu. You know, a word that I used, I brought up, and it's, you know, it's almost become a sports cliche. But, you know, with this team, if you had to describe this year's Wahine basketball team, one word comes to my mind, and that's the word grit. It seems like it's a gritty team. Ashley Toms has grit. Maylani McBee isn't just a sassy three-point shooter. She'll go there and mix it up in defense and block shots. Uh, Maylani McBee, she's got grit. Deja, when you look up grit in the dictionary, it has Deja Phillips' picture, <laughs> right? I mean, you've yeah. got a team filled with just – it's, like it's like, what did you recruit this year? Grit. <laughs> you know, I thought you were going to ask me one word to describe the team, and it was going to be gritty. So we're on the same page there. Uh, they find a way to they find a way to win, um, and and that's the exciting part. Is is you know exactly what you said is to see an Ashley Tom's lay out, you know, to get a back tip or Deja go get a monster rebound or you know Amani Perez come up with a huge block. I mean, I can go down the list, and these young women are finding a way to win. And I think one of the the the, the glue to the grit, if you will 
is the way they celebrate each other and always are putting each other in a position to be successful. And coaches talk that way all the time. It doesn't happen all the time. And this is a team that really, um, they want to see each other be successful. They know that if, if we feel good, we will play good. And they're kind of embodying that whole just confidence and, and you know, kind of practicing what they're, they're preaching. And it's really, really fun to see the success they're having and how much fun they're having while they're having the success. You know, I, I, when you talk about grit and we talk about, oh, my gosh, uh, name escaping me from the Big Island, number Kelsey one. Imai. Kelsey Imai. Kelsey she Imai. lost her tooth. Yeah. She lost her yeah. tooth playing <laughs> basketball. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, you know, sorry. Um, she got uh, go her ahead. tooth knocked out, and, you know, the first thing she said was, I, I need a mouthpiece. There was no, I'm going to sit. There was no, coach, what just happened. It was, give me a mouthpiece. And I looked at her, and I'm like, you know, let's get the kid a mouthpiece. She wants to keep playing. And, and that's that's completely Kelsey Imai. You know, she's kind of our, our pit bull um, I mean that respectful to both Pitbulls and Kelsey, and she absolutely <laughs> loves that. Um, so it's uh, we, we just kind of have a little bit of everything um, on our squad, and to see them mesh and, and really come together um, is really fun. You know, you mentioned six-man, six-player of the year, and Deja Phillips and what she's done in the Big West Player of the Week. I'm curious, has a six-player, six-man, let's say, ever been on the first team all Big West? Because I can't see her being off the first team with what she's done for your team this year. You know, I'm probably not the person to ask about stats because it's kind of in one ear and out one ear because I just don't have enough brain capacity for that kind of numbers. But I want to say that she's been uh, sixth man of the year for the Big West, and yeah. I don't know if that year she actually was on the first team or not. But to your point, she's a young lady that just, you know would start. She wants to come off the bench. I absolutely believe she's putting up you know first team numbers. Uh, we'll see what the Big West does with that. Um, you know, obviously she would get my vote if I was allowed to, but I think she's absolutely the sixth man of the year. I think she's absolutely first team, and I think her name has to be discussed for most valuable player in the conference. One player we haven't mentioned, I don't think we take her for granted, but we just get used to her outstanding play in numbers, Lily Wahini Kapu. What I've noticed in recent games, as far as her overall numbers and performance, she's doing so many things besides being a great point guard. Her numbers as far as scoring and shooting her up, she's just becoming better and better, it seems like, every time we watch her play. You know, she's really not a point guard. You know, Lily is great off the ball. And because we kind of want the one-two punch of, of Kelsey being able to come off the bench also, you know, Lily has kind of taken that starting position as a point guard, but Lily is great off the ball. And so when we can have Liv on the floor, Olivia Davies on the floor with her, um, and kind of give, you know, Lily the opportunity to play, play make a little bit, facilitate a little bit, you know, she is so capable of scoring at all three levels, uh, getting off the ball, making her teammates look good, really pushing our tempo, getting us into sets. Uh, you know, it's something that has been a huge area of growth for Lily, and we're just continuing to challenge her. And she's accepting that challenge as hard as it is sometimes. And, you know, she really goes under the radar at times um, with all of the little things she does, um, you know, besides score. Another player, and you hear this in college basketball, I guess, that you want to see a player really go from their freshman to sophomore year and see the improvement. Well, that definitely describes Imani Perez. I mean, she had a really good freshman year, but what she's doing this season, outstanding and still only a sophomore. Yeah, you know, I think Amani could be a pro. You know, it just really depends if Amani wants to be a pro. Uh, she has the frame. She has the basketball IQ. Um, I think she has to make the decision is that the direction she wants to go. Uh, but her ability to put the ball on the floor, hit a pull-up jumper, hit a three, probably one of the best passers, if not the best passer on our team. Um, and her growth, you know, between her freshman and sophomore year has been outstanding. 
Um, you know, she, she didn't start playing basketball right away. Um, you know, she was in a, in a system that really didn't showcase her abilities. And so we're just going to continue to grow her game. And, you know, we're going to meet her wherever she wants to, uh, to be met as far as, you know, her goals and all of that. But she's definitely, um, you know, Deja's the sixth man, but I think Amani is one of those players that doesn't get a lot of attention, and yet we are not where we are without her, that's for certain. Well, the team has had a great season so far. We're just getting ready for March and hopefully a great tournament run. Again, Beeman's Big Bash Saturday night, but Cal Poly tomorrow. We're going to go out some tickets in just a minute. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on the team's success. It's going to be a great few weeks as we get ready for tournament time. Thanks for having me on today, and happy Valentine's Day, guys. Yes. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> All right. Thanks, uh, Coach. So, thanks, Coach. Thank All right, uh, let's, oh, let's give away tickets now uh, to tomorrow's match. you got four tickets to Rainbow Wahine Basketball. They're all yours if you're caller number – let's do caller number five again at 808-296-1420. B1 Wina with the Sports Animals here on ESPN Honolulu. Remember, we've got Call the Coach with Aran Ganat. That's coming up Monday, 6.30, Ruby Tuesday, Moanalua. Be there. Aloha. Be right back with our winner. Congratulations, Joseph in IAEA. He got the basketball tickets. We'll see you tomorrow. At the Stan Sheriff Center, Hawaii, Rainbow Wahine taking on the Cal Poly. Are they the Mustangs? Yes. Cal Poly Mustangs. Uh, don't call them the Stangs. That'll cost you your job at Kalaheo if you do. <laughs> Not the same. Rolika Smith. Hey, you know what? I, I uh, take back what I said earlier. I was wrong, and you were right. Now, hopefully, uh, people aren't listening to the radio right now, but Gary Dickman was right, and I was wrong. Hawaii has a new, and I didn't see this. I didn't go down to the event. Hawaii, University of Hawaii has a new weight room. And uh, there's a video at hawaiiathletics.com if you haven't seen it. And it is beautiful. Yeah, it looked really nice. It is really, really beautiful. Now, they have something called a nutrition center. And it's a, a counter and a couple of refrigerators uh, with, like, blenders and milk and stuff like that. So I'm not sure what goes on, what level of nutrition where our nutrition center is compared to others in the conference but this is a weight room and it's not like a weight room like okay here's a weight room and it's for all of the students you know after hours students regular students can go there no this is student athletes only right but looking at this weight room and the logos on every single little barbell and all of that stuff it's just beautiful you got logos on the floor uh, all the equipment, it's like the racks are built into the ground. This is a beautiful, beautiful, um, and it's huge, uh, weight room that they have for all the student-athletes. A facility so congratulations. upgrade. Congratulations, yeah. It's, it's, and that's something great. Uh, really, uh, I, I mean, I'm guessing they're going to continue to try and upgrade the uh, nutrition center there. But it looks absolutely beautiful. The only problem with the nutrition center is, the uh, the provided refrigerators have the Coca Cola logo all over it. That Why? doesn't sound very nutritious. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's Coke Zero, I guess, or something like that. But it's a step in the right direction. And when we talk about competing with other schools, you mentioned but then, Big but West. But they have Powerade and water and Dasani yeah. water. It's filled with Dasani water, by the way. Anyway, they don't. They're not drinking Cokes and uh, 
and uh, lifting weights. Probably not. Hopefully no, not. No, they're yeah, not. Yeah. They're not. But it's good to have something like this and even be on the same level as some of the other schools. You've got to do things like this. You just keep up with the Joneses, as they say. Right, and- but we're not able to, and that's the whole point. And that's where I was wrong, where I said that we, you know, we need the nutrition center. We need these weight rooms. I don't mean to interrupt, but that's what Craig Angelus was telling the legislators. You know, they're getting this stuff done. It's And they've asked the governor for more money. The governor didn't give it to them. Maybe they don't have it. Maybe they didn't. You know, I mean, you got to do the whole dog and pony show when you're asking for the money. You have to prove to them uh, that, uh, number one, that, you know, you have a good enough plan. And number two, uh, you know, for kickbacks for the politicians, that they're going to choose, the you know, they have the right people lined up to do the building project. I'm just kidding. It was a joke. <laughs> Did you just have was- Donna Mercado came talk to the governor and let give her opinion on the facilities, and that'll clinch it. It'll give us money right after what she has to say, apparently. Well, you know, she sounds, when you hear her, I just think they're not on the same page. And because she's like, hey, you didn't ask us for the money. If you're going to, if you need something, you got to ask us. I get what she's saying. But at the same time, I think the problem is with the legislature and maybe. Uh, UH is they're not on the same page Sounds for whatever like reason. Yeah, And, you know, Craig Angelus is a smart guy because he's not going up there butting heads. He's trying to not say that anyone did in the past, but Craig Angelus went, hey, you know what? I've been in Miami. I've been all over the country. This We're very fortunate to have your support. I thought, you know what? Smart dude because I couldn't hold that in. Yeah, good approach. Good approach. Yeah. Hopefully it'll work. Hopefully it'll help. All right. Uh, we uh, uh just a couple of minutes left in the show here at 808-296-1420. Thank you guys for texting in. We've got more tickets to different, I'm not sure if baseball or basketball games. Keep listening to the radio station throughout the day for your chance to win free tickets. All right. Um, why? Uh, thank you guys. for. We didn't get to all of the texts, but uh, thank you guys for being part of the show today. Yeah, and I know we'll have tickets for Saturday's game coming up, I believe, tomorrow and Friday, Friday, and, of course, baseball for the weekend series coming up. Uh, you know, one thing we didn't get to talk to, but I know we barely touched upon the NBA a little earlier, but there was a report of ESPN.com that the Golden State Warriors were trying to see if they could work out a deal to get LeBron James to accept the trade to Golden State at last uh, week's trying trade Trying to deadline. get to see, I think they just called. They said, hey, yeah. you want to trade LeBron? Genie's all, we have no interest in trading LeBron. They're like, okay. They were like, we're seeing if you wanted Draymond Green. Click, dial tone. I wonder what that package would have consisted of. That's one thing I wish I could have I think Draymond Green would have been in that package. Probably part of it, but it would be a lot more than that, though. But did not happen, obviously. All right, got to go. Thank you. Hey, thanks to Tanner and Liz today. Thank you guys for helping out. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Honolulu.